five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And there we go. Oh, I heard from Justin. I did his machine talk the other day. And uh, anyway, good, good for him. Uh, let's dig in. Okay, let's get over to the uh, the main <laughs> silly point. Here's a new Coke Zero commercial, and it's a dinosaur on a strange planet deciding to try Coke Zero. Wow, this new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Is it the best Coke ever? No! Yes! No! Yes! No! Yes! Okay, I'm going to try it first. Yes! I need to try it first. Okay, there's an idea. Try it first. And that's going to tie in with my talk today. That's why I did it. I happen to like Coke Zero as far as it goes. I like Diet Coke. I like Coke One. And I like Coke Zero. And I can't tell the difference. I betcha I'm not a Coke connoisseur. So let's get over to something more important. <laughs> okay, and is Coke Zero the best... Zero sugar, the best Coke ever. No, probably not. I would guess the stuff that had cocaine in it was the best Coke ever, but I didn't get to try that. Anyway, so Netflix is hitting a wall, and this happens with all big companies. They get bigger and bigger and bigger, like General Motors, you know, and then you got to invent new product categories. You've got to come up with something different, something new, and that's where Blockbuster was when Netflix came along, kind of, right? They were fat and happy and uh, that's what you got to do you got to keep reinventing yourself and if you don't know how to do that you might want to give me a call I've been doing it for 40 years and we do it with AI and machine learning we find hidden gems in your data that allow us to explode your growth it doesn't happen by tweaking the data it does not happen by by uh, somehow improving the algorithm in a minor way Netflix has tried that. Nope, Netflix has to get into a new category, like buy Airbnb or something. I mean, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that's what it takes. What it takes is a new venture, not a tweak of the old dead horse. Okay, here's the one that I thought was interesting. Amazon is luring advertisers away from Facebook, and uh, especially since the Apple privacy shift. What's going on is that Apple, of course, has told its subscribers, thanks, Phoenix, thanks for the cup of coffee, um, has told its users that they don't have to share their data anymore. And that seems right. It seems fair to me. Why should you, right? I mean, it's one thing if you're buying something and you're going to ship it to your house. But that is not uh not the case so anyway um june apple introduced privacy changes and i've heard that estimates were for 14 percent to go you know to uh allow the data usage but apparently it's even less than that it's and when you unilaterally basically say you have to opt in you have to tell us you want you want us to spy on you that the numbers just go to nothing. So that has dramatically made Facebook advertising less effective. Not only that, but we'll get to another article. 
not only that, but we're facing massive rising costs. Some brands are considering alternatives. Amazon is one. If you're selling a tangible product that's relatively easy to ship, that may make sense. And Amazon hasn't raised its prices nearly as much, so a lot of a lot of consumers that have Amazon Prime, for example, are just saying, why search with Google when I can search with Amazon? That's been where Amazon got most of their gains. <coughs> Excuse me. However, now with Facebook raising its prices and uh, and the and and now Amazon is basically taking away from them. OK. We are shrinking our ad space on Facebook. But there's another thing going on, and I'm going to get over to that shortly. Amazon isn't the only business benefiting from Facebook's woes. Brands are turning to social media influencers as well as traditional channels like direct mail. This is, But this is from Forbes, and I always like to see what Forbes has to say. The rising costs of digital will force spending shifts. And that's digital in general. But the high cost of advertising on Facebook, Google, Apple, Pinterest, and Instagram. They don't mention Amazon. Did you notice that? Well, I did. That's why I have it. The cost per thousand, according to Polly Wong, president of Bellardi Wong. And Bellardi, you know, we got to give them a lot of credit because Bellardi is one of the companies that have stayed fast on mail. They help companies who want to start a catalog get the whole thing together. So if you're wanting to start a catalog, that might be a place you should check out. Now, we're working on an alternative to a catalog that's a little bit easier for digital marketers to transition into. Catalog has some challenges, just the pagination and getting all the space allocated and making each page kind of an adventure. It's it's a different medium than mail. It's I mean, it's it's obviously mail, but you got to know what you're doing. And, of course, having launched and run, I don't know, dozens or something, a dozen anyway, um, you know, you can talk to me too if you want. But anyway, Polly says that in February, it just went up a little, but in March, it jumped 68%, April, 89%, uh, May, 69%, June, 42%. So that's more than 200% just in this year, right? 200%. That's triple, basically. So if you were paying a dollar per click, now you're paying $3 a click. That would be a 200% increase, in case you don't know math. Okay. She said, people are looking for alternatives, including direct mail, catalogs, and other direct communications with the customer. Old-fashioned email can be effective on a specific subject, but don't try to just beat your customers to death with email. Brevity is also important. I would take a little issue with that. Okay? I mean, look at look at my friends over at Eline. Uline. I've called them a couple of times. Okay, here's the Uline book. And everybody laughs at it. But you know what? Uline keeps growing. And they do a great job. And you know what they do best? When I order from Uline, like if I order now, or even at 7 o'clock at night, it'll be there tomorrow morning before the mail. I don't know how they do it. Nope. She says not longer than 36 pages. You know what? I don't ever I don't ever make those kind of claims. You really Polly, you really shouldn't. You should say test it. And maybe you did, and maybe the 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 reporter got it wrong. Okay? But um the point is is that with dramatic increases in price, 
the differential, you know, it really is interesting. Because remember where this is? Forbes. Okay, Forbes is now talking about mail as an inexpensive alternative to digital. And I think that's funny because, you know, people just looked at the cost per thousand of a catalog and they'd say, why would I want to spend $100 a thousand when I can buy TV that's $20 a thousand? Right? It's just no comparison. Mail is five times more. Yeah, okay. But what if your bounce, what if you're on click-through, what if your bounce rate is 50%? All of a sudden, and what if you're spending, you know, $2 per click? Now, all of a sudden, you're way more expensive. That's like $4 per engaged visitor. And then it might get a 2% response. You might be better off with a catalog. There are some, uh, there are some uh, economies of scale. So, you know, I would say... Um, well, when I started, helped start Legendary Whitetails, I said, you got to have at least 30 or 40,000 customers that are that bought from you in the last, in the last uh, year or so, or 100,000 inquirers to make the thing work, to make the presses run. Uh, but there's a lot of places you can get mailing lists that, are, are, that can be effective, depending on what you know. And when you finish, you get a lot of AI bounce. We'll know what happened when we get done, not like digital, because we know who engaged and didn't. In, and didn't buy and that's something okay this was an excellent article I'm just gonna tack it on here um, this guy claims to be ranting but I think he's dead on he says he's a great believer in advertising marketing paid owned earned borrowed hijacked and all other forms of media I always like the hijacked ones you know Serena Williams congratulations on on winning Wimbledon she doesn't endorse this catch-up or something like that. You know, tweet that out. <laughs> that's hijacked, if you want to know what hijacked is. Where you where you take a hashtag that's trending and you just tack your, your name on the end of it. <laughs> so people will see it. But anyway, it feels like there's a couple of issues. Number one. Number one, you should be able to link what I have bought or accessed in your universe with what you are offering, pandering and dangling in front of me. Yes, you, airline that offers me destination emails to places I just booked. And you, hotel chain offering me reminder emails to complete bookings I have already completed on your website. Home improvement store sending me emails wondering if I still want those items that have already been delivered to my home. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. You know, we have all the data in the world. They know all about me, but they don't pay any attention to what they know. Number two, you should know my buying habits. You know, and this is, you know, one of my clients that I was, I was selecting who got their catalog uh, for a couple of years. I, I went on their website mo moving around and um, I bought some fancy whiskey glasses and then they said they sent me an email a couple of weeks later saying you bought these whiskey glasses would you like a bug vacuum i'm not kidding you know i sent it back to them and, and they said oh you must have looked at that bug vacuum and it's possible i did but what's the connection between a bug vacuum and a whiskey glass i hope not very much uh the coffee chain that rhymes with sucks that says would you like this special uh, special coupon for more coffee i've never bought coffee i do not drink coffee and this is something we're modeling you know really good modeling matters right um when we introduced fast pitch which is you know girls play fast pitch but old men play softball slow pitch softball i don't know why it doesn't make a bit of sense 
you think never mind anyway <laughs> whether it makes sense or not we wanted to not send our catalog of big old guys you know holding big old bats uh to the girls but that wasn't as bad as sending the girl catalog to the guys we thought that might raise a few eyebrows and so we were very careful about that we were we careful about not sending a sale catalog to somebody that really doesn't buy on sale and uh, and making sure that we know who buys on sale. It's really simple. Why erode your margins? I mean, that's that's not going to get anybody mad, but why erode your margins? Um, this coffee company keeps sending me coffee offerings instead of reminders about new food items or iced tea variations. Number three, you should, at a very minimum, know my name. Dear valued customer. Yeah, and you know, here's one of the tricky ones. Because if you use customer names, you'll get in trouble. It's just the way it is. And the reason is because they don't put in the right name. They put it in backwards. They put it in with smiley faces at the end of it. And, you, and, you, and you'll get errors when you're sending your email because your email provider doesn't handle the ASCII characters that they're using or something. Or they'll put it, or they'll put it in, in a font in a language that you don't speak. And you won't know if it's working or not. And then they'll write and complain. So that's why we default to dear valued customer. It's also shareable because we don't care because it's buy one, get one or something. It's some special we can live with even if it gets duplicated. That's what you're limited to when you have email. You have to have coupons that are duplicatable, right? Whereas in mail, you can deliver a really actual valued coupon, which comes to our next point. Be, be smart. I have a birthday. Don't say, dear valued customer, it's your birthday this month. We have specials. Of course, you have specials every month. There's nothing special about that. You know my birthday, and you know it from my profile. I gave it to you myself, right? In hopes you'd send me something special. <laughs> Give me something in the mail that I might actually be able to put in my wallet. Let's see if I have any specials in my wallet. I bet I do. I bet I do. See, look at this. This is what I do with them so that I'm sure to get them. $5 from True Value Hardware. See that? $5 reward. I don't even know what it's for. On any regularly priced item, it's a general nice coupon. That's not the kind you can make, you know, if you make copies of it. But it's also got a QR code on it so you know who redeemed it. You know if there's fraud, you know who's frauding it. Okay, I mean, there's security built in, unlike your email coupon. Okay, so send me a message. They do that. I love the true value coupons. That's one of the great things. The coffee store does remember his birthday. So the truth is, is that it's harder to handle data and do something valuable with data than it is to get data. And that's the truth. And yet the focus is always on big data, big data, big data. And then AI, AI, AI. But the truth is, mail gives you the best modeling data set. So, a lot of things to think about today. Digital costs are up. Digital gives you almost nothing to model with. You might want to try mail. A lot of people are. Give us a call. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. We'll have a celebration toward the end of the month. Let's see when we might do it. The style consultant should be coming in. I would guess probably the 31st would be a great day to have it. 
but maybe the 26 we could squeeze it in someplace in there. Have a great day. Bye-bye.